0: Weekend debut album 2008 what do you think of the uh well you had a little like like you
1: like you you just mentioned Vampire Weekend what's wrong with Vampire
0: Weekend is it just because they're dead or it's because you don't like them
1: it's they're the uh my chemical romance of the indie crowd that's what they are no
0: they're the talking heads of the indie crowd talking heads are like prep as fuck and and uh indie and uh They're
1: dead, everyone's butthurt about it. They're the My Chemical Romance. Yeah, they're dead, yeah. Talking Heads
0: are dead, too, and I'm butthurt about it. If you go to a, there's a a video um, of, like, a live performance of the Talking Heads on YouTube somewhere, and, like, this guy, like, posted a comment that was, like, really, like, well thought out and written, except, like, not really, but it was, like, a really long comment, and he was just, like, he's, like, David Byrne, if you're reading this, and i was like man i hope he is right now i hope he's right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like please get the get the talking heads back together for one last reunion tour it would sell out around the world and i'd be like yeah it would but you david know. Byrne isn't going to do that you know. cuz he literally sued his bandmates boy we're getting into the talking heads early uh
1: yeah we are actually we
0: haven't even introduced ourselves or said the opening line
1: what 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 What's wrong with us today? We we're just, you know, we've tried like three different times. To do yeah, we this had, we've had quite a few today. different attempts.
0: Yes, this is a uh, take three, episode five. We've <laughs> made it five episodes. I I, re- I mentioned this on a take before, but like five we've made episodes? it five episodes. I, don't, I didn't think we'd make we're it five in a episodes. Long haul yeah, now. we have to keep going for the rest of our life. Now it's we either it's four or more. That's the rule. You either do four, or you got to do more. I've never heard that rule, <laughs> I believe the it. That's <laughs> podcasting rule. <laughs> I've never heard it, but I believe it. Uh, I was walking down the street the other day. Who did I meet? I met a friend of mine, and he did say, Man, I could smell your feet a mile away. Well, thanks. Welcome to the LP Club Podcast, Episode 5. Last episode of July, which means we're talking classic <laughs> albums. We're talking old albums. We're talking not modern albums. We're talking albums that have come out previous years. We're talking albums that have... Aged a bit. We're talking albums that are like like cheese or wine. Uh, and they get have, older and uh, people think that they're better for some reason because they get older.
1: That Wow. <laughs> 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 I was just going to say albums that have probably already made it into Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah, that, well, damn, yeah. Damn, you went there.
0: Uh, as always, I'm your host, Michael Sims. Find me on Twitter, at Sims. Next to me, my co-host, Kalen Hendricks. It's me. At Radio Hendrix with the CKS. No. And no. No. <laughs> we are here yet again in the lab. Just me and you for it's the first the time lab. in a few I, weeks. I've
1: got to actually put up a sign on my door now.
0: Yeah, the lab. Uh, like that SpongeBob episode where he's like, "This is my lab," and he like has a picture of a dog. There
1: really is a SpongeBob this, episode for everything. Yeah, there isn't is. There, there, there really
0: is. Uh, we'll start a SpongeBob podcast someday. We'll just review every episode of
1: SpongeBob. Yeah, you'll have to find someone else to do that with. <laughs>
0: I'll do it quick. Uh, but we are talking Talking Heads, '77, yeah, and we're talking Kings of Leon, Youth,
1: and Young Manhood.
0: Youth and Young Manhood. I really like that uh, that title. I just gotta say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we flipped a coin beforehand, and uh, we're gonna talk about. Okay, I like we didn't flip a coin beforehand, yeah, but I, I thought you'd you just, just I thought you just say me. yeah, I thought you would just decide. You're just it on Uh me. you're the coin and I'm flipping you off right now. Signed so, uh <laughs> Which time are we going to talk about first? Uh... Okay, come on. You just All yeah, right, you, we're going to we're going to talk talking kid 77 first because I can't wait to talk about talking Head 77. He's he literally coming out, of his chair. <laughs> a coming out of my chair. I have a Total boner for the talking heads and david byrne right now uh i couldn't it's wait to talk about me
1: uncomfortable a little bit yeah
0: it's it's raging uh we're gonna talk about talking head 77 their debut album came out in 77 believe it or not uh wow. 38 minutes long art punk the uh the beginning of the new wave sound of the 80s uh big inspiration for current bands um this is also Franz Ferdinand's debut album, and this is also Vampire Weekend's <laughs> debut album because they both were very influenced by this band.
1: Is that actual shade? Is that no, what
0: that is? no, I, I like them, but uh, the the uh, the debut Franz Ferdinand album kind of drowns in Talking Head influence, but they got better as they went on. Um, eventually you're able to uh, take them out of the drowning oh, talking kids pool. Why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> we have to we have to start this over. Oh no. Take four. Uh yeah, this album. Uh I love it. I just love the talking kids. I think David Byrne is an artistic genius. Uh he uh I mean his voice, his sound, it wasn't really like anything else that was coming out at the time. There was punk that was coming out at the time. But it didn't sound like this. It wasn't prep. They didn't come out dressed in suits like the Talking Heads did. Like, they came out, like, The Clash, or Television, or, uh, what year was the Sex Pistols album out? I know it was around this time. Uh, but they they were all, you know, very, uh, in-your-face.
1: They were uh, punk. Yeah, they
0: were very, very, pu- exactly punk. Uh, and then Talking Heads come out, and they're a bunch of art school dropouts, and they come out with this sound, this look that is art punk. I mean, it's, it's, it's like whatever your idea of art with music is, such as like the Beatles, uh, Sergeant Peppers was considered the first real art, uh, piece of art for an album. Uh, that with like Pet Sounds were the first real albums that were taken seriously as albums and not just like, here's a couple of good singles and like a bunch of filler so I can sell this. Uh, and then the talking heads come out and they say, well, it doesn't have to be this gorgeous, flowing like piece that sounds like typical music it can come out and we can have this very like jittery uh, jumpy type sound that they have and uh, it really it, it it fit in with the punk movement but it was uh, it was kind of what punk needed because punk was getting uniform and was kind of starting to sell out with the uh, big record labels that everybody was getting and uh, some creativity it's a very crisp sound, the Talking kids. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the first song, "Uh Oh, Love Comes to Town." Uh, that's
1: you uh, sent that to me in text <laughs> before I really listened to it. And I was yeah, just like, what is he doing?
0: Oh yeah, uh, you can send any send anybody these lyrics just out of context, and uh, <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna understand what 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 is going on. Uh, yeah, but you've got Are you okay. Um, this song, I mean, it's it's obviously it's about love. Uh, a guy who <laughs> believes he's a very smart man. Uh he, he even in the song says, I'm the smartest man around. I'm a know it all. Um hey, and love honest. is simple as one, two, three. Uh but then he starts talking about uh love and how it's like it's kind of throwing him off this character that David Byrne has, where he's been to college, he's been to school but uh, Love kind of messes everything up He neglects his duties <laughs> He calls in sick, he doesn't go to work uh, A stockbroker makes a bad investment Jet pilot goes out of control uh, Ship captain is on the ground It's it's sort of out of his element, I guess Is what it's saying about Love here uh, And that when Love comes to his town uh, He suddenly Isn't comfortable with, with the idea of it And this album is really a lot about Love um, I mean, I don't mean to to dominate this conversation right here, I don't know if you had this song right oh, no. here with I, uh, the lyrics.
1: I am I listened to it and took everything at face value. <laughs> no,
0: um, I've I've had many many years with this album, uh, loving it and stuff, and so you. Yeah, you're you entirely were introduced the to this. expert. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah, the, uh, a lot of this album is about love. It's about um, just making decisions, which we kind of like. Don't write songs about making decisions a lot. I feel like, Uh, at least not at the uh, as uh, as point blank, like where he just like talks about making decisions uh, as a whole. And it's 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 like that's that's a very human i like thing is to like make decisions, make choices, free will. That's a very human idea, and David Byrne explores that. Um, And the sound is just. I don't know. It's really hard to describe the sound of the Talking Heads. There, it's 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 jumpy, it's choppy, but it's also crisp. Like the guitars are very crisp. His voice is very crisp. Everything hits on beat, uh, but it's it still seems a little chaotic. It's it's like I guess it's just the sound of the inside of David Byrne's uh, <laughs> slightly uh, messed up mind. Uh, oh, there you have it. I mean, I, I, come on, he just looking at David Byrne, he's kind of a jerk. He has a song where he talks about, at least on this album, where he talks about he doesn't have the capacity to have compassion. Um, and that's not even a character that he's doing. Like, some of these songs, I feel like a character, so that one's not a character. But the second song, uh, New Feeling, uh, It's Not Yesterday Anymore. What, I like that, that opening, uh, that opening song, opening lyric to that like song. I said, he's uh, honest. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna tell it, he's gonna tell it like it is. Um, yeah it this this song I think is about it's it's about like just being with friends and like the gathering of friends it's very hard to like make out a lot of meaning from these songs because a lot of them I feel like actually just are nonsense lyrics because he does that in a few of his albums especially sp- uh, Speaking in Tongues the entire album is just him uh, it's called Speaking in Tongues because he recorded the album first just making gibberish sounds and then found words that fit the the, uh, the syllables and the beats. Um, but this one is about, I feel like my head is high. I wish I could meet everyone, meet them all over again, bring them out to my room. Everyone's up in my room.
1: Sounds <laughs> like a party. He
0: just wants to get to know everybody. Uh, I think this song is just about getting to know people. It's called New Feeling, which I feel like is also a reference to love. Um uh, just that's just a theme on this on this album. Uh like I said, Tentative Decisions, this song. Uh you said you really like this song where yeah. uh Oh the boys want to talk. It has a very like uh like marchy yeah. type type beat to it, type
1: uh I thought the uh like the lyrics were just real quirky to it. Yeah. Uh I mean like not all the other ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this one is like just extra...
0: Uh it's it's a silly song. I feel like this one's yeah. very silly. There's a few songs this album that are just silly. Um, which is kind of a, not a thing you can say about most like punk albums <laughs> which uh makes this pretty have you pretty listened unique to the president of the United <sighs> yeah, States. Yeah, okay. That's Presidents of the United States, they were influenced by this band a lot. Um But yeah, it's just a, it's a hard logic to follow and the girls get lost. <laughs> he doesn't really like mince any words here he doesn't try to hide anything the boys say they're concerned but they are concerned with decisiveness uh decide decide make up your mind confuse confuse describe what i found uh this is again it has a very marchy type beat uh big fan of these these opening three songs uh but we're gonna get into happy day here the fourth song which sounds like a talking head song that would come on one of their later albums this kind of reminds me of uh of uh, stuff that would come off of one of their last couple of albums, like Naked, or uh, something like that. Um, the opening lyrics are, In my sensations, I believe that I was born with the things that I know, which is very philosophical. Uh, you were born with the things that you know. like like The, the last song was just about decisions, and now this one's about Maybe the idea that you don't have free will that you are born with your potential in lock and that everything you're going to accomplish is has already been set out uh but he's happy about it he's kind of found peace with it it's it's a happy day it's such a happy day for me um I think maybe because he he thinks that maybe the the love that he has found is was maybe like meant to be that might be what this is about yeah um. It's it's and again like these, my interpretation of these lyrics are not going to be a hundred percent accurate no, I because I don't think it. anybody's is going to be hundred percent accurate. But um, Michael Sims' word is true. <laughs> um, yeah. But the, just it's a break in the sound of the album. This is a very light hearted song. Uh, it it just doesn't seem like a, a song that belongs in Talking Head '77. It seems like it would belong in one of their later albums um and i kind of wish it was on one of their later albums i feel like it kind of distracts from the flow of the album a little bit uh it's a good song but it's just it just fits like it, it sounds like a. it reminds me of the song like uh, uh up all night which is about him like waking up a baby because the baby's been waking him up all night <laughs> and he's like you wow. know what i'm gonna make you stay up all night wow. uh that's what it kind of it's just but it's got a silly sound like this song if you've heard it. Um, no, I haven't. That's why it sounds like completely like, outlandish to <laughs> me. It's very outlandish. Um, but then you get into uh, Who Is It? Uh, which, <laughs> the entire, which is pretty much the entirety of the song is him saying, Who is it? Who is it? What is it? What is it? But the way he delivers the words Who is it? What is it? start out kind of like playful. Like, Who is it? What is it? What is it? But then I feel like and he keeps repeating that pretty much throughout the entire song. But I feel like towards the end of it, he starts getting more abrasive with his who is it and his what is it. And uh, the only real lyrics of this song are, watch out now, baby, because I'm in love with you. And if you don't love me, I don't know what I'm going to do. And oh. so I feel like this who is it, what is it, getting more and more abrasive as him maybe confronting uh, his his lover uh because he thinks that maybe she is drifting apart and he's trying to figure out who is it that's making that's causing the drift apart or what is it that's causing the drift apart and so this song yeah and it's (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you if you made that connection to this song but uh because that's the only lyrics is who is it what is it oh baby it's you and maybe maybe it's just her that is causing the drift apart And he doesn't know what he's going to do, but he's he's very... This is a very, like, abrasive, blaming song, I feel like. Uh, It's only, like, a minute 40, uh, but that song... And I really just made that connection when I was listening to it this week, and I thought, wow, this is a... This is a a much deeper song than I thought it was, because when you listen to it on... Yeah, when you listen to it on just at face value, you're just like, okay, he's just repeating the same words, like doing his Talking Hands David Byrne thing. Um, But... Uh, I'll just step away for a second there. Uh, it goes into my favorite song of this album, No Compassion. <laughs> this is a very, this is like a complex, uh, sonic sounding song. It's got two parts to it where it comes in and it comes out. Um, I don't know if you, like, what What were your thoughts about this song, No Compassion, where he just kind of goes off about how he doesn't care about other people's problems. I was problems.
1: like, okay, uh, this is really, uh, telling of <laughs> of uh david bird i couldn't remember his first name yeah but uh i was like wow this is really yeah, no, this, real real this is not wow. a
0: character that he's playing here this is him not having the the like capacity to have compassion or feel sorry about other people's problems uh In a world where people have problems, in this world where decisions are a way of life, other people's problems, they overwhelm my mind. They say compassion is virtue, but I don't have that time. Uh, (laughs) I'm not interested in their problems.
1: It's just straight up, just like, I don't give a
0: shit. Yeah, the the idea of making decisions comes back into this, where he says, I've just made the decision to not care about other people's problems. That's the decision I've made uh, to live my life. (laughs) Pushing away the nonsense, as he says. Um, he says his compassion has been pushed as far as it goes. His interest level is dropping. And when he says the line, my interest level is dropping, he repeats it. Uh, and when he says it the first time, he's like, my interest level is dropping. Then he just sort of yells it like, my interest level is dropping. <laughs> like, like, please. It gets intense. Stop. Stop talking about your problems. And he says, what are you in love with your problems? <laughs>
1: yeah. That's, <laughs> like, how it, that's how like a lot of people seem, right? Really.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he.
1: That's how I seem.
0: Go talk to your analyst. Isn't that what they're paid for? Like, <laughs> he's just. Leave this is a very alone. rude song. It's. He has. He literally has no compassion on this song. Shut up, dude. And I feel like this is the, this is a song that like is the most David Byrne, out of all of them because he, uh, he sued his bandmates whenever he left the band and they tried to continue under the name uh, Heads instead of Talking Heads. They were just gonna be the Heads. And he sued them and said that that is my intellectual property. You cannot use that name. And like, wow, like that's a good yeah. way to make sure your bandmates don't hate you after you leave the band. Uh, and he won the he won the lawsuit. And they've only performed once together since they've broken up, and that was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They played, I think, three songs, and then they like left the stage in like opposite directions. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so if you can now. go on and look at, if you want to look up that. I mean, they sounded great. They sounded like they hadn't left. Uh, I'm not even sure if they they rehearsed beforehand. I imagine they did a little bit, but um, Neverbird's not an easy person to get along with, and so props to the uh, the rest of the Talking Heads for putting up with him. But uh, this next song, the book I read, I think is your favorite song. Yeah, that's uh, the one I like the most. What do you like about it so
1: much? Uh, the musical aspect of it. The uh, I think Mac referred to that as the sonic. Oh yeah, the sonic aspect, yeah Big words I'm getting big words. We're getting opinion. pretentious stuff on this podcast but uh yeah, it seemed uh, like it's something that's very influential to a lot of breakthrough bands now like uh the guitar the guitar parts seemed something um, something like tiny moving parts would be using. yeah it seemed very influential. A lot of modern things. I started noticing things people probably are taking from it. Yeah,
0: um, the last song, "No Compassion." I, I meant uh, I meant to mention that that is that was a very like Clash t- type sound. and yeah. um, they had kind of drawn from their influences on some of these. But some of these they they draw from their influences so much that it just becomes their own sound. And now people are being influenced by them, like this song. Um, but this song is about um, falling in love with a girl and comparing her to the. Uh, to the to a book he he falls in love with the book that he reads and then he falls in love with the author because they wrote the book that he read uh, the book I read was in your eyes it hit the soft spot in my heart when I found out you wrote you wrote the book I read like he's fallen in love with the book mm-hmm. and by extension the author um, and I feel like this is maybe a character this is maybe a statement that is like when people fall in love with something that an artist puts out like an album or something and then they uh they fall in love with the person and they think the person is now flawless a flawless person because the art they put out was flawless when the person and the art are two completely separate things like especially once you've published a book or put out your album like it's no longer yours it's now the, the public's and uh I feel like maybe this is sort of a sarcastic uh, way of... of It's like a character that uh, doesn't understand that the book and the person are not the same thing. And it's sort of a a roundabout way of making that statement that stuff that gets put out uh, isn't 100% what the author uh, is. Yeah, it's you, like uh, you can put out art that isn't that doesn't represent
1: your views or whatever. Yeah, it's like when uh, Stone Temple Pilots first came out with their first album and people were like, "Oh, you guys are like crazy, satanic." Oh, yeah. Like killers and we're like they're like
0: Yeah, Alice Cooper did that same thing where he like, he has this character on stage where he's insane, but then off off stage he's like this totally chill guy who Yeah. <laughs> is not at all.
1: He's uh, like in like comedy movies. Yeah, like, I know he's uh, he's very
0: like He's a very, uh, agreeable guy, but on stage he's very abrasive. Um, but Don't Worry About the Government, the next song, uh, he, it's sort of a love song to, uh, I guess, the modern society. I mean, it's hard to call it an album punk when it has a song that where he, where it's like a love song to the government. Uh, yeah, and this, it's right hard to make hell. out, it's hard, this is again him playing a character here, um. He loves his building because it makes life easy for him, and then he'll go and get to relax with his loved ones. Uh, he gets to take the highway, go to the par- he parks his car. Uh, he he doesn't like confuse work as being more important than his family. Don't worry about me. But they have the thing about this song. I think maybe it's saying that the man who is is working in this in this song. Uh, maybe he does love his work more than he loves his family, but in the person, in the in the uh, the character's eyes, he doesn't. Uh, because he he says, "I'll be working, but if you come visit, I'll put down what I do, what I'm doing. My friends are important. Uh, don't worry about me. I wouldn't worry about me. Don't worry about me." He doesn't. He he's constantly talking about work, and then if his mm-hmm. friends want to come visit him at work, he'll say hi. But it doesn't mention anywhere that he'll come and visit his yeah, friends he won't outside go of work. And his yeah. And so maybe uh, I think that that might be what this is saying, that he just he doesn't recognize that the system that he's in is distracting him from what's important in life. Um, he's a lucky guy to live in his building. Uh, <laughs> all these civil servants are just like my loved ones. They're also working hard, like like, like he 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 feels like he's not in the wrong for not seeing his family and his loved ones. He's working hard for them so that they can have a good life. Yeah. It's a complex song and I don't know I mean it's just it's just put out there as a statement. Don't be it's an not alcoholic. really
1: that's what he's trying to tell you. Well, he doesn't like
0: one hundred percent say like in the song, like he doesn't make the guy out to be an idiot. He just sort of presents without comment yeah. uh, the society. But I really like that song. Uh First week, last week, carefree, the next song, uh, the the opening lyrics are just, uh, can we run that again? Is that a woman's voice I hear? I said, let's wait and see. I'll see for myself. It's a phrase I repeat to myself, made a reference to me and that's myself too. I really don't know what this is about. (laughs) Every appointment has been moved to last week. What progress I have made the first week. Uh, it's got a really cool sound. It's got the, uh, in the background, it's got this sort of like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's got the, uh, it? it's not a, the thing where you run across, you run like a stick across like a, like a rigid surface. That I don't know what you sh- call that. Yeah, that, sh- yeah, yeah, that, it's got that the in the background. I don't know the, what that's uh, called. Uh, you know, I'm a music genius over
1: here. Yeah. That is the most like art music. Like, yeah. Um,
0: use. it's just a very, like, it's just sort of a, it is a carefree song, I guess. It's carefree. Um, I don't know what the lyrics mean at all. I'm not even gonna try to pretend to dig into this one, but
1: maybe if we go look at everything a is bunch very of uh, Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll looking Andy
0: Warhol later on and see what it is. Um, yeah, Looks like
1: he's just so.
0: he's just very uh, very carefree. It's a very uh, loose song, uh, which you know juxtaposes the next song, Psycho Killer. Which, uh, feels like it should be on maybe Remain in Light instead of this album. Um, this is the first, uh, single, it's the only single that came off the album. Um, the it, only it, it hit the top, it hit the Billboard Top 100, uh, but just barely, I think it was number 99. Um, yeah, I think it was the only single, it's probably the most well-known Talking Cat song. It's the one that he opens up with in the, uh, the movie, uh, uh, Stop Making Sense, um, which is really good. You guys should watch that. But it's it's the... This song is is the first real dip into like paranoia that you see on a lot of the later Talking Heads albums like uh, Fear of Music and Remain in Light, uh, where he's got this character that's... uh It seems like David Byrne-type character, but it's taken into a dark place. You start a conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. When I have nothing to say, my lips are sealed. Say something once. Why say it again? That just seems like David Byrne's philosophy a lot of times. Um, but he's he's just a, he's just a live wire. He just feels paranoid. Like why would I give away too much information? Uh, and it just it just feels like a psycho killer is doing it. But then it ends with this sort of like nice jam that he's got at the end with the guitar solo and stuff. It it's a very it's a very art punk song. This is very uh stereotypical art punk. Uh it's a really good song. I wish Did I they had...
1: make the stereotype? Of yeah, the art they punk? probably did, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they did. Um It's it's good fundamental pop punk. Um that song's really good, but I wish I had more to say about it. It's just I feel like enough people have already like if, if you know Talking Heads, you know that song. Um yeah. But then uh, I just want to go ahead and finish up with talking about the last song called "Pull It Up," where he just sort of goes nuts about uh, getting pulled up. <laughs> um, he was down in the dumps, and he had um, he had a friend who helped pull him up, and then he um, he's uh, he's very thankful for it um, for somebody who pulled me up, 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 and he just sort of starts yelling. Uh, towards the end and it's just a very it's a very chaotic uh last song it's it also is kind of paranoia a little bit at least um with the songs like i with the lyrics like i cast a shadow in the living room wall dark and savage with the profile so sharp keep that wonderful food on the table there's really no hurry i'll eat in a while uh and the way he delivers that i'll eat in a while is like quite, kind of like ex- exasperated like oh in a while like he I don't know, like he's like paranoid about something. Uh, The album kind of ends on a paranoid note, but um, this album, again, about love, about decisions, about free will, about uh, balancing work and and life. Uh, And I know I went into the lyrics more than I went into the sonic elements, but the the sonic elements are very basic, fundamental uh, art punk. If you like art punk, you're going to love, I mean, you should have already listened to this, uh, but you're going to love it. Um, but the lyrics are the really interesting part on most Talking Heads albums, and so that's why I kind of went to the lyrics really big on this one. Uh, it's a definite recommenda- uh, recommendation from me, if you haven't heard it already. It's a classic album. Uh, if I'm going to recommend any songs off this, it would be No Compassion and Don't Worry About the Government. Those are my two favorites off this. I don't know if... Uh, I guess the book I read would be something that you would Yeah, recommend. I would
1: suggest that song. I, uh... It's not, it's not really my forte, but I would say if you're looking for something that's more kind of quirky, if you're, if this isn't really your kind of music, but you want to listen to something quirky, it, something it, silly. it's not bad by any means. And no. I, I it's, it's easy listening. It's not abrasive punk. Yeah. It's not like it's not attacking like you, to, you. You don't have to try hard to listen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you can listen to it at face value and you'd enjoy it. It's, but if you want to, you can dive into the weird world of David Byrne lyrics. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, I mean, I listened to it all this week and haven't gotten tired of it. I've listened to it for years. Uh, anything that the, uh, talking Heads put out is going to be a recommendation for me. But, um, yeah, I think that about wraps up talking about talking heads. Uh, I just talked about them for like 30 minutes straight. (laughs) So Would
1: would you say you're a talking head head?
0: Talking head head. Yes, I would be, I would say I have a talking head head. Uh, yeah mommy daddy come and look at me now oh boy I'm a big man and a great big town I love that uh, but yeah let's go ahead and segue into the uh Kings of Leon record, which was your pick, and uh, I don't know any. I didn't know anything about the early Kings of Leon. This album kind of was a different sound for me because I only know their radio.
1: Yeah. That, stuff. Yeah, was... that's that's the kicker. Uh, if you think you like Kings of Leon that you hear on the radio, like uh, Sex is on fire. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's very it's,
0: clean, very radio friendly stuff.
1: An entirely different sound. It's, yeah i wouldn't ne- i barely even consider it the same kings of leon i uh
0: yeah no i wouldn't have guessed it was kings of leon listening to this yeah. album knowing kings it's, of leon now
1: it's entirely different it's more it's i don't know what to classify its genre it's just real hard rock yeah it's very it was like southern rock it seemed like a little inspired It little, was very yeah. dirty rock Uh, Like literally, their I caught some like
0: Aerosmith
1: influence. Yeah, super uh, like long hair, facial hair, like denim jackets and boots. It seemed like a throwback, throwback rock kind of. Yeah, it was. It's, it's something else. I'll tell you that. Uh, Basically, with Kings of Leon, their first album they debut with "Youth and Young Manhood" didn't really take off anywhere. It was just kind of got them touring uh they only really started getting popular they got airplay in Europe when they were touring there with their second album uh aha shake heartbreak and taper Jean girl they one of the singles on there got really popular in Europe they kind of got there um it uh it got really popular there they started kind of softening that hard rock sound they got just yeah. a tad yeah they it, made it more by accessible. no means it yeah it was a little more accessible with "Aha She heartbreak uh and then because of the times kind of drifted they kind of let out a little bit more of whatever hard rock stuff they had before only by the night came out which was just pure radio corporate it, it is, <laughs> they changed your, pace the bane of completely. your existence oh yes it, uh, it they just really changed pace they started making way more money by making hits and but this first album youth and young manhood it's very near and dear to my heart it's one of my favorite albums of all time uh it kicks off with red morning light it's a very fast paced album yeah oh it, yeah it's it, it just starts off just it. yeah it, it it's got guitars. It's sonically, you've got you really don't want to listen to this in mono. Just <laughs> no, yeah, because it, it's got stuff on left were... and right. It if it that bothers you, I guess try mono. If it bothers
0: you, then you need to get over it. Cause stereo is superior. There we go. There we go. Uh, buy some hundred dollar headphones like I did, and listen to this album. And it's gonna surround you with guitar and rock,
1: and just and it was slurring pretty good oh yeah it's it's good shit uh makes you feel like a badass when you're driving with it I <laughs> windows down you feel like a badass but uh yeah it starts off with red morning light there's not too much to take from the lyrics um uh, it's more it's of a sound driven yeah it's uh, very of kind of the
0: opposite of talking kids where they're kind of lyric driven the you know, there's like only the a, sound surrounds David Byrne's voice, whereas mm-hmm. uh, and with Kings of Leon it seems like the voice is just sort of an accompaniment with the rock. Yeah,
1: it's bang Something you get
0: on stick. the side, yeah.
1: Um, there's only a few songs that have really uh, not face value kind of things. Um, Joe's, head Joe's head and Training, yeah. Joe's head and trainy are kind of. I really like those songs. They're more of the slower parts of the album. Uh, Tranny, as a... I'm jumping around here, but Tranny... Yeah, go ahead. It uh, it it really sort of hit what you want. puts in some of the uh, stuff they break into in some of their later albums with some of the more slower, uh, what more thought-out kind of yeah. uh, guitar solos and lyrical kind of presentment. Yeah. Um, What's another one? And then one of the big one, the finisher on here, Holy Roller oh, yeah, Nova, Nova King. Oh, man. It's uh something we talked about a little bit ago. Um, Bands putting out a song that's not exactly what they stand yeah. by. It's more of, it, it's a song. Yeah, it's a... It's a story. Yeah, it, it's exactly. It's like a... It's a, a fiction. It's a drug like dealer. Fiction. Yeah. A drug dealer selling... <laughs> Drugs of this girl out of his white Cadillac. Yeah. It's Oh man. I don't I don't know what to compare it to. I either. like
0: the uh the hidden bonus track at oh, the yeah. end of this too. California yeah. Sky is really good too. I like when albums have bonus tracks. It's, it's like feature. a little little something it's, extra, but yeah. It's worth uh, that
1: five minutes of silence to wait for. I like California waiting. That uh, is one of my all-time favorite yeah. songs. <laughs> I All really time. like that song. Uh they're one of the uh the EP they had for this album. Uh yeah. Holy Roller Novocaine that was the name of it. It's basically four tracks that were on the album and then one that wasn't. It was called Wicker Chair, but basically they took the uh songs and they're just a tad different on some of them like Holy Roller Novocaine. It's very minimal differences. Um but California Waiting is one of them that's on there. That's Completely different take on the song. Yeah, it's really, really quieter, really jammy kind of. It's it's chill. Yeah, it is very. I mean, especially compared to the rest of the album. Yeah, this entire album is just like, um, except for the few chill songs. Yeah, like it Train, gets right up in your face. It it is very. In it's your not face. afraid to get con- confrontational with you. Yeah. It, uh, through the sound. Um, what's one like? There's just hard rock you know it's just yeah
0: if you're a big fan of like guitar driven uh hard hitting just rock, classic roll. rock and roll yeah you're gonna it's like this great. this denim is the stuff that, yeah, and... that your parents are gonna be like what are you playing
1: type of yeah type of album good shit um basically it goes from red morning light happy alone wasted time those start off with the more fast pace kind of stuff uh it hits joe's head and tranny to kind of slow down and it hits california waiting and speeds up a bit it's still more of a chill uh i think i saw someone refer to it as an open wheel free wheel driving song um yeah i could see that um
0: i was a big fan of spiral staircase um
1: I like, I like... Staircase was the, uh... actually on the, uh, it was on one of the game a game called Motorstorm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I never knew that was Kings of Leon at the time. Yeah. But like, like as far as just like a crazy just like fast paced, just racing, it it was perfect. It's that's it's slurring, just like screaming. like you can't understand what Caleb Followill is saying at times. Yeah, it's sometimes you just got to look up the lyrics and be like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't
0: even attempt to look up the lyrics on this because I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the guitar. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh, I've i listened to this song so many times I almost haven't figured out. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me with some of these Talking Heads songs. I'm like, well, I I think maybe after the hundredth time I've heard
1: it, maybe I know what he was saying. Uh uh Spiral Staircase has a cool like a uh, what a what it's like a break in it? Yeah. Where it is like jams like Oh yeah. I love when it's when I just love songs like that drumming like, on your your. Thighs. Instrumental type jams
0: <clears throat> and stuff. Uh I don't think enough albums have It's a very uh hard rock, rock kind of thing. Yeah.
1: To have that weird just kind of jam like a I don't see a lot of bands do that in live concerts. Like, the only people I really see do it anymore is, like, Pearl Jam. They do, like, yeah. that for a while. They'll just kind of jam on stage and do stuff like that in their songs. You don't see that a lot. It's Yeah, it's it's it, this sort of improvised, sort of
0: uh, organic sound.
1: Yeah, and you really have to, like, know how music kind of works. Oh, yeah, and, you have like, to be, be good able at... to like
0: Connect with your bandmates, chemistry, and all that. It all has to come together with that. Um, It does take. It takes a lot of skill to be able to just sort of jam out uh, with something. That's not something I've. uh, I've seen a lot of bands do either, and I really love it when I'm at a show and the band sort of like. Jams out and does their own thing for a little bit because it like shows their true like potential talent and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not just
1: songwriting. It's yeah. Actual music. That was like the
0: entire like Animal Collective show when I went to see them was just them, sort of hitting these all these crazy ambient beats and vibes and noises, and then on a beat they would just like go into a song, all together. And uh, I don't know if it was completely improvised or not, but um, it still sounded really cool. And it was a really cool vibe. There wasn't a down moment, and so I, I imagine going to a Kings and early Kings of Leon concert oh, yeah. would be. Kind of probably, the same probably way. Probably not the one they got. Yeah, got no, not... <laughs> you, you know about that, right? Oh, yeah, we yeah gonna, I heard there about that the one. The pigeons. Where they oh, had to man. leave. Oh, man, that's a good story.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's early Kingsville, and that's, Kings uh... that's pre-only-by-the-night kind of stuff. <laughs> It's... Yeah, it's... uh... Yeah. yeah. Little tidbit. Uh, they, had oh, a, yeah. they had a... Uh, they had, had a show. They had to they leave had the stage. They had to because... leave the stage because there were so many pigeons shitting on the stage.
0: Oh, that's rock and roll, and they're uh, and they're never gonna live that down. Is there? Yeah, is that is that kind of a uh, kind of a a weird uh, <laughs> metaphor for what's happened to Kings of Leon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Um, anyway, going into Molly's chambers,
1: which is uh, it's more a. Uh, I lost the word. I was just gonna say it's more a traditional, yeah. uh, rock. Yes. Yeah. You can actually make out what he's saying for the most part. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it was kind of weird being like, "Oh, I okay, I understand." It's got really
1: good hooks to it, you know. Yeah, this it's is like a. Hooks. It's like a radio type. Yeah. Type I, if this actually got to the radio, that would have been one of the ones that. Yeah, that would have maybe. It would have got.
0: Really good. Uh, yeah, genius. I don't know if we've touched on that. Uh, one I yet. like
1: Genius a bit. I, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it wasn't album, my favorite. Kind of just. But uh, I liked the lyrics to it. It's kind of like. Y'all, leave me alone. You know, <laughs> drank all of my whiskey and, and took all my smoke, and <laughs> now you're all crowding all around me like yeah, I got this nowhere is like
0: an to go. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> I need some me time. Yeah. Type of uh, rock song.
1: And stop taking advantage of me.
0: Yeah. Um, and going into Dusty, the Dust- second to last track.
1: It, it really hits some kind of blues kind of, um,
0: yeah, it's, it does start getting dusty,
1: uh, all dressed up in white.
0: Yeah, I really like this one with the, I don't know, if a, if a song has a blues type of vibe where they, they get a good blues guitar going, they get a good yeah. blues, like, uh, vibe. I, I'm usually going to be a fan of it. Yeah. You can't really do the blues wrong if you do it right. Uh <laughs> you can't do the blues <laughs> wrong if you do it right. You can't do the blues wrong if you do Quote it right. of the year. Uh thank you. Thank you. But yeah, um and then going into Holy Roller uh, Novocaine, Um it's it is a good way to it end the album. Off. It's, it's like a it's like a ballad, but it's not like it's not long enough to be a ballad, I guess, but it, it sort of sounds like cuz it's, it's a story.
1: Yeah, it's it's Holy Roller Novocaine. It's a Nova good ending. Yeah, it's a I, good ender. I can't With I the can't uh hidden track.
0: Um yeah, overall, I mean, I liked it. And um, then, it,
1: if you listen to the right version of the album, I'm pretty sure all of them, but uh, Holy Roller Novocaine should have a bonus track at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, like after like four minutes yeah. of
0: silence, yeah.
1: Like a Talahina Sky, it's uh, definitely worth sitting for like yeah, no, four I, minutes of <laughs> silence, I'll tell I you mean, I mean, I
0: skipped it myself, I skipped the silence, but... Uh, Cause I remember he- hearing it for the first time and like seeing on Spotify, there was like eight minutes left on the track and I was like, this is this the bonus track situation? So I like skipped around and I found it and, uh, I was like, this is good. This is a very good song. Um, I hate whenever bonus tracks are like just really bad songs. Yeah. Like, uh,
1: stuff they just didn't feel like yeah, featuring.
0: Yeah. Uh, cough, <clears throat> cough, uh, the Beatles, uh, Abbey Road, uh, with their hidden track There's being like she... a 30 second Her Majesty I would have preferred if he didn't end with that one. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good rock album. Um, I wish there was more stuff like it today, but there's really not.
1: Well, you've got two other Kings of Leon albums.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but I mean, like, coming out, like, bands yeah. Yeah, I wish. today that were coming out with stuff like that. Um, I
1: wish they would don their denim suits again. <laughs>
0: Mac DeMarco out there in denim, but it's not rock. It's uh, It's just chill. It's uh, Mac DeMarco. It's just Mac DeMarco. Uh, We'll talk about him someday when he puts out a new album. Um, But yeah,
1: you should definitely check out this album. If you think you like Kings of Leon, (laughs) check this out, please. Uh, It's it's what Kings of Leon should have stayed doing. Instead of their weird radio hit things. Oh, well. But I'm not going to hate on that all day. (laughs)
0: Uh, If you're going to recommend one or two songs...
1: Okay, uh, California Waiting, by far, yes. one of my favorite all-time songs. Yes. Um, and then for a general sense of the album, uh, Molly's, Molly's Chambers. All right.
0: Uh, I would also recommend California Waiting, good song. If you haven't heard it, and I hadn't before this week, uh, go for it. Give it a listen. And then Joe's Head, just because yeah. I think it's like very uh, throwback rock sounding. Uh, and I I just I just love it. It's it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it is uh, a fun song.
0: But yeah, these these two albums again, recommendations. Uh, we're back again next week. It'll be us again, as always. We're we'll talking about a uh, a more recent album. We we'll won't be going back to we're the classic albums again. Coming back
1: to twenty sixteen. Yeah, we'll going
0: back to twenty sixteen. My album that I have picked is Sleep Cycle by Deacon, one of the members of Animal Collective. He put out a. Thirty-minute-ish uh, EP LP. I don't know exactly what it. What he's going to call it? In between. But it's a. It's either. It's either a short album or a long EP, and uh, we're going to talk about it next week. Uh, Kalen.
1: I well, it was only a matter of time before I did this. But uh, the new We Are Scientists. <laughs> there it album, is. There it is. Oh man. I
0: was waiting for it. We are. It scientists. was going to happen eventually, and you One know. One of it. your favorite bands. Uh, and
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> get gonna, all over it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's good that I got a short album that I'm picking because you're gonna yeah it's dominate it's not that conversation too
1: long but it's it's good it's right. some of the best stuff they put out. Ooh, time. all
0: right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of uh, what I've heard from We Are Scientists, but uh, as always, this has been Michael Sims and Kaylin Hendricks with the C K S. You and we hate me. will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.